Hey y'all, welcome to Life Coach BFF Show. Do you want to confidently parent your teen while remaining sane and still finding joy in your everyday? Do concerns of their safety, mental health, influences of social media and the ACT, as well as the act, frighten and keep you awake at night? Following a move, finding myself lonely, isolated, and drowning in the realities of parenting teenagers, I felt completely lost and depleted. After a year of sitting in loneliness, I knew it had to stop. I transformed my mindset to something I call living on green, and I'm going to teach it to you. In this podcast, we're giving all things to God, find beauty in the brokenness, triumphs through the trials of parenting teens, all the while finding joy in establishing balance. I'm your new BFF, Heather, and you're not lonely anymore. We're in this together. Get your axe spray out, pick up those dirty gym socks, put your lip gloss on, and let's do this. Well, hello, friend. Welcome back. How are you doing? The heat is now officially on in Tennessee. We are frying down here in the 90s, and I feel like it happened overnight. So wherever you are, I'm thankful that you are joining me today. I hope that you are somewhere nice and cool, sipping on a sweet, pretty beverage, or at least in the air conditioning. The last several weeks, I have been trying to meet my goal. Now, so my goal, I don't know if I talked about this the last podcast or not, but my goal starting the end of the spring, well, well, late spring was to see as many faces of the people that I love. And I'm going to tell you, I came very, very close. I love, I don't know if you know this about me and I don't know about you, but I love a personal challenge. Is that kind of weird? Like I'd like to challenge myself all the time. I do all these little challenges. I probably wear myself out with the challenges, honestly, but sometimes I just need that because it gets me moving a little faster when there's something that I really want to accomplish. And this forced me to take every opportunity that presented itself to leave my nest and get out there because, you know, sometimes you just, you get comfortable and sort of get in a rut is what you do. And I, I mean, there are there's some people that I had not seen in years in five or six years, even longer, some people that I saw this spring because I made such an effort to try to be everywhere and do all the things. And it was so worth it. But I don't know about you. You find yourself doing the same things, cooking the same foods, wearing the same clothes, having the same conversations with the same people. I mean, I'm not saying that familiar is not good because there's so much value and familiarity, but familiar is comfortable. And I like that. I like the fact that it's comfortable, but I also like to learn new things and I like to meet new people with new ideas. It just, it keeps the brain turning. And I think that's how we grow. 
too. If we just stay in our same little, I mean, you know, it's kind of like when you're in high school and you have the same little group of friends and you all think the same and you all wear the same style clothing and the same shade of lip gloss. Do you remember that when you wanted, you wanted guest jeans? Remember when guest jeans were so popular? You wanted guest jeans because your friends had guest jeans. Do y'all remember the guest jeans that zipped up? Some of you probably don't remember that. But we wore these guest jeans that had zippers on the ankles. And that was a big deal at that point. But anyway, you get comfortable. You get comfortable being around people, like we said, because they're familiar. But it's good sometimes. It's good to be around different people and different ideas, learn different ideas. So anyway, I feel like I had kind of gotten in a rut. I didn't even realize it, but at some point after Christmas, between the holidays and March, you know, those are such cold months in the South and not so sunny a lot of days. <laughs> so at some point then I decided I'm going to see as many faces of the people that I love before school gets out. And I, I should count all the people that I saw that I had not seen in a while. I'm going to start posting more pictures on Instagram at Life Coach BFF of all these faces for you because it just, I can't even tell you, it just filled up my cup. I mean, I feel like I can go another length of time and be okay before I see them again, but I'm not going to go as long as I did this last time. I will never, ever do that again. And my BFF, Carrie, a college friend, she came last night for the night, which was so great. I'm just going to encourage you just get out of, get out of your comfort zone. I know sometimes it's not the most convenient to go and see people and, you know, it, having people come to your home, it does require some work. It does. You're going to have to get off. Little Miss Muffet is going to have to get off of her tuffet you got to go to the grocery store, you've got to prepare food, make dinner reservations, but it's so worth it. And if you have children still at home, they will survive. They will get through it. If you have friends from college that want to laugh and giggle and stay up too late and talk about all the things that you used to do and make plans for the future, that is enough to get anybody out of a rut and brighten anybody's day. I'm going to say that. Now, if you, this is going to be loud. I'm putting some bracelets. My bracelets are just jingling, jangling. So if you feel like you're in a rut, if you feel like that you are doing the same things, and I've had several conversations with friends lately, recently that have said, I feel like I've just gotten in a rut. Like I go to church, I come home. Some of them have talked about their jobs. They've been in the same jobs for a while and they are bored to tears. And so if you feel that way, mental ruts, they happen to all of us. I mean, that is so common. And a lot of times you look around and I've had some friends recently that have said, I feel like you're just living your best life. And I mean, honestly, this spring, I lived my best life. I really did. I mean, I just had the best spring, but that is because I made sure that I had a good spring. 
Like you have got to create the life that you want. You have to do that because nobody else is going to do that for you. Not one person is going to say, look, Lucy, I want you to have the best month. And this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to plan all this out for you. And you are going to see all these fun people and do all these fun things. And you're going to have a great month. And we're going to get you out of this rut. Nobody's going to do that for you. So you have got to do this for yourself. Now, mental ruts, like I said, they happen to all of us. And according to wellandgood.com, there's an article by Jessica Estrada. And she says, one day everything is just peachy and the next it feels like a struggle to just complete basic tasks. Okay, perhaps every amount of progress you make feels like one step forward and two steps back. This kind of mindset also commonly called a slump. Oh my goodness, maybe I was just in a slump and I just did not realize it. So a slump can be prompted by outside factors, internal perceptions, or both. So in technical terms, psychologist Lindsay Tolchin describes a mental rut as a negative spiral of thoughts about yourself and your future that leads to avoidance of either actions that you know will help you feel better or actions that will help steer you in the right direction. And as a result, the rut itself tends to have the effect of keeping you from doing the very things that would help you figure out how to get out of the rut. So you get in the rut and then you don't want to do the things to figure out how to get it out of the rut because you're so far in the rut. So I think when I realize at times when I, when I can see that I am starting to go into a rut <laughs> or a slump, whatever you want to call it, I know in the past BFF season and I won a fall. We laugh all the time about this. We, I mean, this has been years ago, but we called it fall focus. And we just said, you know what, this fall, we're going to focus on self-improvement. And neither of us are fashionistas by any stretch of the way, but we just said, we are going to update our wardrobes. We're going to update our hairstyle. And I think we were looking at some different meal options. We were both sick of the things that we were cooking for our families. So we called it fall focus and it was really fun. So I love to come up with different ideas like that to try to get out of these ruts. It says a rut results from the sense that progress is just happening too slowly, whether in your career, relationship, study, social life, or something else entirely. And especially now, we want instant. We want the brown truck to come and drop off the item that we've just ordered. We want it to happen within hours. We want instant gratification. And it's just not possible usually with a rut. So <clears throat> the inference from that negative experience might be that you simply can't do it. What psychologists call low efficiency, which can start a vicious cycle of doing even less to change things for yourself. So it's good to recognize that, that if you're in a rut and you feel like you can't do anything, you need to make even more of an effort 
to make some new plans to get out of this rut. So it's been particularly easy to fall into that cycle since the start of the pandemic, which for months kept us at home and unable to access many of the people, places, and things that bring us joy, which joy is probably one of my top five favorite words. This unlikely left many folks feeling lonely, sad, or bored for some time, says Dr. Tolchin, and that can make the idea of meeting new friends or romantic interests now even more daunting. So since those days, we all know this lockdown days, pandemic-related anxiety and languishing have also translated into rising rates of overwork and burnout. So here we go, slippity slopity, we're going into the rabbit hole. What, whether your rut is stemming from a career situation or something in your social or personal life, it doesn't have to be your forever mindset. So let's talk about the things that we can do to change your mindset. So I think when I realized, I guess, in the spring, I'm like, here I am, I'm in this Getting in this rut, I had the 28 days of February where I recorded every day that month. That was a lot of fun. That ended, I'm like, what next? <laughs> what am I going to do next? So that was my big thing. I just focused on people. And whenever you focus, you take the focus off of yourself and put it on other people. That is when the game changes. It will change for you. So here are eight psychologist back tips for getting out of any mental rut. Okay, let's hear them. Y'all ready? Number one is set small attainable goals. Being able to mentally check off small tasks is complete either daily or weekly is one of the easy way, is one easy way to get through the funk, says Dr. Tolchin. The goals can be really simple things like cleaning out your closet or sending an important email that you've been putting off. In any case, these little wins will leave you feeling positive and replenish your sense of accomplish. So that's, it says people tend to feel powerless when they're in a rut since the hardest part is often lack of momentum. Just getting started makes it much easier to keep going. And I agree with that because when I decided to see as many faces as possible, the first thing I committed to was a girl's beach trip. And it was, it's a group of dear friends in Tennessee that I'm just crazy about. They're so fun. They'd included me in the past. And for whatever reason, I was unable to go. And this year I just said, I don't care what happens. I'm going on this trip. So that really started the momentum because as a mom, I still have two, two out of our four children are still home. So there's a lot that has to be, there are a lot of moving parts when mama leaves the nest, a lot of moving parts. So once I got all that, which it was a lot of work mapped out, worth it. So, so worth it. So you have to build up some momentum and that started the momentum, got the ball rolling. And from there, it was just easy to pick up and go, 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 go. Okay. Number two, practice mindfulness meditation. Now, I don't know about you, but let me, let me just read this first and then we'll talk about this. Dr. Tolchin suggests making mindfulness meditation, which involves focusing on your breath, part of your daily ritual. 
Meditation puts space between you and your thoughts, allowing you to notice them for exactly that. They're just words. They're just thoughts. She says, we don't have to fuse with everything that comes through our minds. Now, meditation, I just, I cannot be still. I mean, we are BFFs. I'm just going to get right down to it with you. I cannot be still and quiet and clear my mind like that. I don't know how people do this because as soon as I get quiet, then ideas start popping into my head. And I I don't think I've ever met anybody that could really explain meditation well. I've read some books about it. I've listened to interviews and none of this has really keyed in with me. So if you are a meditation expert, If you want to come on the show and you want to talk about it and you want to teach me how to meditate, I would love to learn how to meditate. I mean, I am all about prayer, but now my prayers don't last 20 minutes. You know how you'll go to some churches, the preacher gets started, he gets cranked up and about 10 minutes later, he's still in this prayer. Well, I am so with him for the first probably four minutes. I am with him. I'm in it to win it. I am focused. I am praying. But after that, now I have moved on. I mean, my mind is what's going on when I leave. What are we going to eat? And I mean, I just, I hate to admit that, but it's true. And that's why this mindfulness meditation so far has not worked for me. But if you know something that I don't know, contact me because I, I, I mean, this is a big deal. Meditation is a big deal. People it's right up there right now with curing cancer. As far as I'm concerned from what I hear on the news and read and, you know, life changing will bring it on, bring it on if it will change my life, but I just have not experienced this. Okay. So number three, write down your negative thoughts. Break out the pen and paper, old school style, and translate any negative self-talk into written words. Similar to the above, Dr. Tolchin says this can help create distance between you and your thoughts. Now, I do like the idea of creating distance between myself and some of my thoughts. (laughs) I do like that idea. The simple act of writing your thoughts down and reading them back can often help you to see that they're not really objective statements, she explains. It's from this perspective that you'll be more likely to recognize that your negative thoughts are actually pretty silly, completely false, or more so sweeping generalizations. Now, as far as writing down negative thoughts, excuse me. I don't think that I've ever done that because I try not to focus on negative thoughts, but I'll tell you that BFF Susan and I got on the phone last week and I had not been feeling well and we started talking and we never do this ever. I mean, ever, but we would start talking about something and then it would just kind of go downhill in a negative direction. I mean, we would start out with something really great. And then we would be talking about the price of gas now. I mean, it would just, it was like, and then finally we just started laughing. We're like, we're never like this. We never, ever have these conversations that turn negative. Like I mean, they're usually positive interactions. And so I knew then I'm like, we're not, we're not feeling our best because we usually have a lot more energy and none of that. But 
yeah so maybe but it, but this is my whole point of telling you the story so we would identify the negativity <laughs> in the direction that we were going in and we would start laughing about it so i think that's kind of the same thing as writing it down if you talk it out with someone sometimes you can hear how negative you sound and that can help change your mindset have you ever done that where you hear yourself and you're like wow why am i so negative this is not good so anyway if you don't have anybody to talk to email me email your negative thoughts and i and maybe you'll you'll see that things are not so bad once you type them out they're not so i promise you it's never as bad as you think it is ever. Okay, let's see. That was number four. And number five is take on an entirely new activity. And y'all, that's another decision I made this spring. I just told my husband, I said, you know, we are about to play pickleball, which we have never played pickleball ever before. My hand-eye coordination is terrible. I'm a terrible tennis player, but I just said, you know, I think pickleball is going to be our sport. We are going to be, we're just going to kill it in couples pickleball. I just know we will. So I've just rejoined our gym and they offer pickleball lessons. So if you are in Memphis, get ready. If you pay, play mixed doubles, just get ready because we're going to be ready for you. I mean, in, in just a few months, we are going to be ready for you. We're about to start. So it says the rut arose from your current circumstances and mindset. So why not do something totally outside of your comfort zone in order to change those circumstances for the better? Switching up your typical behavior is a way to get off the autopilot mode that can generate a feeling of being stuck or bored. So you need to change up your behavior. Pick up something new. Do something out of the ordinary for you and do something that kind of scares you a little bit. There's nothing that will make you grow, that will get the adrenaline flowing than doing something that's just a little bit uncomfortable. Make a TikTok video. You want to talk about being uncomfortable. That will make you uncomfortable. Do something that you normally wouldn't do, but it will challenge you. You'll learn something new and that will help get you out of a rut. I promise. <clears throat> so if you're nervous about not succeeding in whatever new activity you adopt, Dr. Tolchin suggests leaning into that feeling and actually trying to fail. Now, I don't know about try, trying to fail. I guess if you go ahead and tell yourself that you're going to fail, then if you do, it's not so bad because really and truly there's no such thing as failure. You either win or you learn. So either way, there's I don't really believe in failure per se, because I mean, there are a lot of things that I've done that didn't go as well as I would have liked, but oh my goodness, I learned so much. But often people are so scared of failure that they don't attempt new things that could ultimately generate more happiness and fulfillment. So, because they're afraid that it could potentially lead to some failure or embarrassment. So don't, don't let that keep you from trying something new. Do not get out there. Okay. Number six is offer advice to someone else. Oh my goodness. Have I not learned more <laughs> from this? 
it might seem counterintuitive to try to help someone else when you're struggling, but often it just takes being in the position of the helper, which we talked about this earlier, the focus is off of you and onto someone else to see how we might help ourselves. When people struggling with their finances or relationships give advice to others, research shows that they're often more motivated to help themselves. The act of advice giving essentially serves as a gentle reminder that your own situation could use a similar nudge. I don't know if you've ever found yourself giving advice and then you're like, hey, this might be a good thing for me to do as well. Okay, the last one is to find accountability. In a similar vein as the above, managing a tough time alone is only bound to make it tougher. So Dr. Tolchin advises enlisting someone to help keep you accountable to your short and long-term goals, whether that's a friend, family member, or therapist, a major part he says a major part of my role as a therapist is to assign homework and hold people accountable. So if you do not have a friend to, or a family member to hold you accountable, get a coach. You can get a coach. There are a lot of life coaches out there that will help you with this, but it's really important to follow through and do the things that are going to help you even if they feel hard in the moment. And I will say that sometimes to a friend. I will say, look, when I finish this, I'm going to text you later because I want you to hold me accountable. Make sure that I do this. I've said that to my mother. I've said that to a lot of people probably. But anyway, that's those are all great ways to get out of a rut. I think you need to just make a new plan, pivot, find something that interests you. Now, Right now, we are having our founding members club BFF launch. And if you have not seen anything about this, the deadline is June the 24th. We're less than a week away from our deadline to join. Go on lifecoachbff.com and click on the club to get more information about this. This is a group of women who are have amazing teenagers. We are all raising amazing teenagers and we are having fun together. We're learning new communication tools together. We're growing spiritually and we are on a self-growth journey together. We would love for you to join us. If you hear this podcast after June the 24th, you will be able to go on and get on a waiting list to join with the next group. But we have an author, Elizabeth Bowman, will be joining us each month, and she'll be going through her book with us live. If you miss the lives, you can go back and watch on our club platform website and catch up on anything that you miss. We'll have different team experts come in, and we'll be learning more about how to communicate with our teams and tools for effective communicate communication. So that's where we are. That's what we're doing. If you want to get out of a rut, you want to meet some new friends. This is an online community. You can do this from anywhere. You can do this on your lunch break. We will meet every Monday at 12 p.m. from 12 p.m. to 1 p.m. Central Standard Time. And we would love to have you join us as well. So again, the deadline is June the 24th. We are a week away. If you miss it, you can get on our waiting list for the next group to join. Okay, I love you. 
the best way that you can thank me for this episode is to go online, go on Apple and leave a review, please. It would mean the world to me. I would love it. I always love your feedback. Message me. Let me know how you're doing. I had a lady from Boca Raton that sent me a an email the other day and she said, Hey, I'm a BFF in Boca Raton. I just wanted to say hello. And I was so happy to hear from her. So I'm always happy to hear from all of you. And again, I love you and we will connect soon. Thanks again for tuning in. If you enjoyed this episode or have benefited in any way, please go to Apple Podcasts, leave a review. It would mean the world to me. Also, take a moment and be sure and subscribe because we have a lot of exciting events coming up and you are not going to want to miss out on anything. Come say hello on social media. Stop by Instagram. It's at LifeCoachBFF, Facebook at LifeCoachBFF, and also we have started a small private group full of lovely women like you. It's called We Are Your BFFs come join. We'd love to have you. Can't wait to see you again next time. This is your BFF Heather from Life Coach BFF Show.